0: All right, so do we have time for a quick story before we get started? Yeah. I want to tell you how my day started. <laughs> so this morning, you know, laying in bed, woke up my wife's eyes and I locked. And she <laughs> said to me, happy Father's Day. And I said, thank I you, woke up. And then, oh, we're getting an echo. And then she said, happy Father's Day. And I said, I know it's a really busy day, but I want you but I want you. And I'm looking, oh. Because I want you to vacuum. I want you to mop the floors. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, welcome to Revelation Sunday, everyone. <laughs>
1: yes, we're gonna, we're gonna woo. Jeff's wife. That's yeah, the right? <laughs> I don't want to it to the man, but you're right. That yeah. what an amazing way to celebrate Father's Day. Make him
2: work. <laughs> I was, I All right, let's get
0: started too. with let's get started with this. Who's right? Who's right? He's right. Right on radio. Right now. On radio! Had to do the self-indulgent one because it is Father's Day. And happy Father's Day to you. Welcome to Revelation Sunday. As always, I'm joined with the lovely, talented, beautiful, and former Mother of Darkness, Jesse Zaboter, and ex-Marine and Bible Thumper, (laughs) Jody Little okay. You embrace that title, right? right.
2: We we'll, say former Marine, but we'll, we'll let you get away with it as father. Too.
0: Yeah, that's true. Once a Marine, always Marine. And when I say Bible thumper, I mean she really, literally will thump people with her Bible. Literally. <laughs> She's that tough. Yeah. And this All is right. So, so today we're going to do Revelation 10. And Revelation 10 still comes in this gap that's between the sixth and seventh trumpet. Mm -hmm. And it's a really interesting chapter. And if you wait to the end, I'm going to give you what I believe is the timing of this whole thing. Simplified. And then Jesse and and Jody will disagree and I'll end the program. (laughs) (laughs) You don't
1: even get a choice this morning, huh, Jeff? <laughs> you
0: Not always have a choice.
1: The scholarly thing is to debate it out forever and ever, That's you know, it. never come to a conclusion.
0: So. Hey, I've been called a master debater before. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we expect it to be dragged on for quite a while.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I haven't already started drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's not true. I did have some Baileys in my coffee this morning.
2: Uh Uh-huh, no wonder. (laughs) Getting ready for all that work.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right. So listen, this is a pretty short chapter. Um, We've already prayed for the audience, by the way, and uh, we thank each and every one of you for joining us. So there's 11 verses. Why don't I read the first four? Uh, Jesse, do the next three, and then Jody, do three, and then we'll break it down. So, uh, Revelation 10, I saw a strong angel coming down from heaven, clothed with the cloud, and the rainbow was on his head, and his face was like the sun and his feet like pillars of fire. And he had his hand, a little scroll, which was open. He placed his right foot on the sea and his left on the land, and he cried out with a loud voice, as when the lion roars. And when he cried out, the seven peals of thunder uttered their voices. When the seven peals of thunder had spoken, I was about to write. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, seal up these things which the seven peals of thunder have spoken and do not write them.
1: Then the angel I had seen standing on the sea and on the land raised his right hand to heaven and he swore by him who lives forever and ever, who created the heavens and all that is in them, the earth and all that is in it, and the sea and all that is in it. And he said, there will be no more delay. But in the days when the seventh angel is about to sound his trumpet, the mystery of God will be accomplished, just as he announced to his servants, the prophets.
2: And the voice which I heard from heaven spake unto me again and said, go. Go. And take the little book, which is open in the hand of the angel, which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. And I went unto the angel and said unto him, Give me the little book. And he said unto me, Take it and eat it up, and it shall make thy belly bitter, but it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it up, and it was in my mouth sweet as honey, and as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. And he said unto me, Thou must prophesy again before many peoples and nations and tongues and kings.
0: This is quite a different type of chapter mm-hmm. for the book of Revelation. And I can't wait to hear what uh, what you two have to say about it. Um, you know, the one thing that stands out to me is the, the book of Revelation is so transparent it's telling us almost everything but yet it says you know you got to hide these certain things and i don't know what those things are
2: i love that from a military standpoint you know the lord the bible says the lord is a man of war and the lord is his name the lord stands for the, the harvest seed time what you sow you reap So as a military brain, that excites me. That means that there's things that we have no clue about. The angels have no clue about. Even Jesus doesn't know when he's coming back. The word says only the father knows. So there's things that are up God's sleeve that I'm sure make hell quake. And I'm excited for it, you know. And I think that uh, we're going to see the glory of God like we've never seen before in this time. It's going to be amazing.
0: Amen. And by the way, we're using a new software and yeah. I seem really pixelated. Maybe yeah. the rapture started. I'm starting <laughs> oh, particle be- by particle.
2: You're, you're beaming up. Yeah. <laughs> beam them beam up, Scotty. <laughs> beam up. Uh, I always heard that Huh? Uh,
0: that didn't heard sound that right.
2: Joke, beam me up, Scotty. There's no intelligent <laughs> life down here. <laughs>
0: And yes, I am proof of that. So, (laughs) all right, let's start out. I saw a strong angel coming down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and the rainbow was on his head, and his face was like the sun, and his feet like pillars of fire.
1: I love all these descriptions as we go through Revelations. um, We're not given the names Uh, of these angels that are involved in, you know, the majority of them, these end time things, but they're described to us. And that kind of always intrigues me. Um, You know, you've got to ask who is this angel? What is his role, his connection in heavenly things? Um, He's the first one that, you know, it describes that he's robed in a cloud with a rainbow and you know that his face is like the sun and his feet are like pillars of fire. I mean, I would not want to see this guy yeah. standing there.
0: Yeah, well, if you look at the artwork that I put up for this uh, broadcast, I found probably the best depiction of it I could find. Yeah, and, and this dude is big, <laughs> right? And it says a strong angel. Yeah, you know, which makes me think of like the archangel Michael, who's you know known to be like the toughest guy up there, right? Yeah. Yep, that gets me. Gabriel's probably in there.
2: Yeah, Jesse and I were in prayer one time, and at, when I what I saw was these angels lined up, and they were huge. You remember this, Jess? Because you yeah. saw it at the same yeah. time. Huge. They were in line. They were like ready to march, and one of them stepped forward, and I believe it was Michael. And he stepped forward and he smiled at me. And I actually got scared for a second <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because he was so big, like his sword was the size of me. <laughs> so, but it was such a beautiful thing to see that. And, uh, I, when we see them describe these angels, the thunder voice and, you know, and all this big enough to have a foot on land and sea. And, you know, I'm sure mm-hmm. he's not on the coast of California with just one foot on, <laughs> you know, I see this grand depiction, you know, and, uh, and you know, some people m- misunderstand that as being Jesus, but we know it's not a few verses down because he right. swears. But um, but uh, you know, it's it's exciting to think about the what glory God actually has if they're this glorious. It's just wow, mm-hmm. you know.
0: So and this and the description is very similar to the way we've seen Jesus depicted.
2: Right. Right. Very similar. So and
0: it's, it's
2: got the
1: you know some of the same connections that. Um, you know that are used to describe the throne room uh, particularly with the rainbow and the sun and then you've got the fire at the floor and stuff like that so you know there's a part of me that wonders if this has been one that has been you know in the throne room and mm-hmm. now he's being dispatched to do his job.
2: Right. Uh, That's what I think too and I also think there are assignments in heaven for example yeah. if Michael is the head of the army, you know, then there is some, an angel that's possibly head over the, the planet, the earth, the winds, the seas, the rains. So when I read that, I went, oh, that must be the angel who takes care of the weather and stuff, you know, (laughs) my little brain. Uh,
1: I've thought those things too, because there aren't, like scripture tells us that the Lord has warehouses, you know, like where thunder stored, there's, uh, storehouses that have hail, you know, the hail storms, (laughs) And there's different things, you know, storehouses of abundance. And um, at different times, like these beings are given commands to release those things upon Mm -hmm. the earth. So it's kind of interesting when you think about it that way, like all the different jobs that are up there, Mm -hmm. that there's this whole kingdom. And
2: we're a reflection. So if we have a military, we have different types of jobs. I mean, so that's how I saw this guy. And the fact that his voice is thunder was like, Oh, <laughs> I wonder if every time it thunders anywhere, he's going, ah. Oh. <laughs>
0: so, so remember this is in the, This is like, you know, we've already had the two woes, right? Right. And so there's, there's terrible stuff happening on earth at this time. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's my contention that we're already ex- in the air with the Lord. We don't go through right. this period. Yeah. Um, we agree. <laughs> but at the same time, like, you know, when we've been crying out for this redemption, uh, you know, when are, God, when are you going to put an end to this evil on this world? We're sitting up there and we're going, oh, yeah, he's sending the troops. Yeah. You know,
2: okay. <laughs>
0: so this is, is going to get real. You know?
2: Yeah.
0: Like this is the climax of the movie we're coming to, right?
2: Very exciting, yeah. And and we're so close, we can see it from where we sit today. That is, yeah. you know, like wow. You know, I was like I said when I was fifteen, I was studying Proverbs. I mean uh, Revelation and reading a lot of prophetic stuff and thinking, you know. And somebody said, "Oh, Jesus is coming back on your birthday," that which is. In a couple, a couple of weeks the 20th of June. And so on that day, when I was 15 years old, going into 16, I sat on my bed the whole day waiting for the rapture. I was very disappointed by the way, (laughs) but you know, there's been so many people who have misread what's going on, but I really feel like we are in a season where it is being fulfilled beyond the blood moons, the what's in the sky with the woman and the, you know, things like that. It's just, it's, out there like we can see it
0: you know uh, listen it's been the end days since the clock started right. ticking <laughs> and, 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 and and don't forget uh you know when we li- when we look at the year like 2021 time started after death right mm-hmm. like yeah. you know the whole world's clock was ticking yeah. uh for this time and, and you know every generation has thought Uh, this is the end, but there's been no time in the history of the earth when knowledge has increased, when the transportation mechanisms have gotten to where they are. And, uh, you know, look, the the signs are there. And plus, you know, from what we know of Jesse's testimony and, and what we see happening politically, religiously, uh, you know, throughout the world, there is a push to amalgamate all the world's religions together and, uh, and, you know, there's even the Christians who are what I call the new age Christians, which, mm-hmm. you know, as, as I've said, I, I don't even like calling myself a Christian anymore because the word is tainted in the modern vernacular. Yeah. Um, I'm a disciple of Christ.
2: Exactly. That's what I say. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ.
0: Just yeah.
2: Because I, and I see it happening even now. And I love jesse when you were talking about when you went to certain events what you saw um and i just started seeing some of that myself but um there is a, a false light teaching out there now and they're representing themselves as believers and it, it's such a fine line and i just keep asking god don't let us be deceived because we know that satan can come as an angel of light and we want to be wise to to what's um what's being told to us. Right now, what I use is the word of God as, you know, okay, this is a starting point. So anything that comes out of out needs to at least line up with something I know from the word of God because he gave it to us for a reason. Everybody's like, oh, there's so many Bibles coming and just get to know the 66 books that he ordained for such a time. (laughs) You know, if you got that mastered, move on to the other 711 that people are talking about. But, you know, people haven't even grasped the 66 and they're worried about other, you know, so I keep that and everything that's coming out now in line with the word that I know and the spirit of God in me. And that'll keep us from getting in trouble.
0: I yeah. would contend no one could get the whole book in a lifetime.
2: Right. Right. And they're worried about 711 more books. Go ahead, Jesse. I'm sorry, honey. Well, I think
1: too. You know, when you think of the scriptures, it's, it's not just, you know, a book you read at face value and then right. you, know, you know everything these are um revelations and we've talked about how the word of god is not one dimensional right um, so even as you read it every word you read it has you know breath it has depth it has width it has height and so you know as you think upon that as you come into the lord's presence you know, every time you read that word, he's going to bring you deeper, he's going to bring you higher, he's going to, you know, unfold things further for you. Right. And, um, you know, w- what is the importance of those 66 books that, you know, sets them apart from all the others? Um, Every single one of them is part of the revealing of the Son of God. And, Amen. you know, in the fullness of that revelation of who God is as the word and the breath of life. And revelations is, is kind of like, you know, the final, this is the completing of all those re- revelations of the Lord revealing his son so mm-hmm. that we understand in the fullness, uh, you know, of who he is. Exactly. Um, so that's the importance, you know, and is, is there anything, you know, I mean, these other books, they don't add to that. They don't draw you closer to Jesus. They don't help you understand him more. They don't pull you into that intimacy that God wants to have with his people. So, Mm -hmm. you know, does it make them bad or wrong, not necessarily, Mm -hmm. but, you know, in these last times, you know, our focus has to be upon the Lord and, you know, there should be nothing
0: else. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Amen. Well, let's go on to the next verse. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are we? And he had his in his hand a little scroll which was open, he placed his right foot on the sea and his left on the land.
2: Well, the way I saw the little scroll was just that Jesus had the authoritative one, the main one, the big one that had all the you know, a whole bunch of seals. He has a specific assignment, so it's a small scroll. That's how I read
0: that. That's a great perspective, Jesse, or Jody. Um, you know, and you know, I just picture that big, huge angel. That scroll scrolls gonna look small. Oh, like hands, right? <laughs> but it, it, it's it's funny that the, that God goes out of his way to point out that it's a little scroll. So right. I think you're probably closest to the mark there, Jody. Hmm.
2: It's that yeah. military
0: brain.
1: <laughs> I, I think, too, it has to do with time. Um, That, you know, the whole tribulation, the whole plan is in that one scroll. But then you've got this little segment, this little portion of time. And so this scroll is set apart just for that period, you know. Um, So it's not, I, I think that it also dictates time. Mm.
0: Good point. Oh, the- that's. That's really interesting, Jesse. And again, you got to remember, this is that pause between right. the sixth and the seventh trumpet. And mm-hmm. and actually, like, you know, previously in the book of Revelation, there's been a one chapter pause, but mm-hmm. now we have a two chapter pause right. between. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe there's something that happens in here that uh, we're going to get a, you know, we're going to be cheering from heaven, you know, <laughs> Oh, look
2: at that! We didn't see that coming! Woo! Avengers, okay, us! Avenge us! Here's your room.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. You know, I ask questions too, like, you know, what is the significance of the foot being planted? You know, we've seen this several times in Revelations where, you know, the left foot is planted on one side, the right foot planted on the other. So here again, we have another one of those large foot plantings, you know, where one foot's on the sea and the other's on the land, Um, you know, is it just to convey the size of this angel or his authority, his dominion over, you know, both water and and land? That's what I thought. Uh,
2: Yeah. Yeah. But it was his authority, you know, his, that's his job.
0: (laughs) And his foot isn't sinking.
2: Yeah,
0: right. right. It it wasn't like you could only see him from knee high. Uh,
2: (laughs) It didn't say he waded in the water.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, verse four. Okay. When the seven, did I? Yeah. Oh no, I'm on three. Yeah. And when he cried out with a loud voice, as when a lion roars. And when he cried out, the seven peals of thunder uttered their voices. There's that number seven again. Completion.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Exciting. But specific that, you know, the thunders represent um, the voices speaking out uh, the prophecies as they're being fulfilled. So you've got these seven peals of thunder that are speaking the words that are in the scroll. And yet, um, you know, their voice is like thunder and you've got this other angel, his voice is like the roar of a lion. Mm-hmm. You know, And think about that, that the majority of people, if you're up close and you're hearing that lion or seeing it face to face, you know, that what does that roar do? It immediately kind of strikes terror in your heart, oh, yeah, you know, because... <laughs> you're like, oh, wow. (laughs) Authority and that's aimed at me. (laughs) Um, but There's some, um, I'll just put this as my personal theory, just from some experiences and things that the Lord's uh, revealed, and it'd be interesting if anybody else um, has ever or had any experiences with this, but um, the Lord throughout time has shown me this book and, um, he's called it the book of the lion of Judah. Mm -hmm. And as it's opened, you know, it's just what this passage says that it's about the revelations that are to be revealed. And those revelations are all about his son, not as, um, the lamb that was slaughtered, but as the lion that has the victory, and it's the victory scroll that um, outlines, you know, step by step his victory. Mm -hmm. Um, So as each one is um, read off, and we think of the number seven, how many continents are there? There's seven, you know, how many areas of domain, Um, and as each one is spoken, you know, his power, his rule, his authority, his kingdom is fully being established. Um, and he's revealed as, you know, that one who had, the only one who has the power, the authority, the sovereign control over every nation, every tribe, every tongue. And, you know, we go back to, um, chapter, I think it's five or six, where it says that by his blood, you know, he purchased every every tribe, every tongue, every nation to be a kingdom of priests. So this scroll goes along with those priestly mandates and, and dictates that as he takes that throne, he's also bringing in his kingdom, which is a priesthood kingdom. And that's being fulfilled. Um, I also will propose that it has to do uh, with that priestly kingdom coming in you have um, the revealings of, of the bride of Christ um, so that you know you could say besides the line of Judah the victor the priesthood that this is the scroll of the groom the son of God who <coughs> is coming for his bride and his church yeah, wow I- I that is that so powerful, powerful Jesse. Yeah, and I was trying to remember how many I've been doing studies. Isn't there seven areas, seven chambers um when you count them all together uh, re- revolving around the temple. And so each of them is like each chamber is is revealed through this process um and as you get to that final chamber it's the bridal chamber so i think that it goes along with some of the ancient jewish teachings on the chambers of intimacy that the whole that the temple represent which bring you into that fullness of intimacy with god mm-hmm. yeah so it's chambers of the heart i forget what they call it but it the temple represents the chambers of the heart Um, so it's kind of interesting when you start to put all the pieces together.
0: There's so much when, when you look at how things line up, like the amount of the the land mass versus water mass of the earth and your flesh mass versus water mass, like they're, they're almost identical. And you know, there's so many things and you know, God is a God of repeating patterns. I don't think he repeats himself very often in, uh, in different things, like there's not going to be another burning bush, for instance. I don't think he needs to do that again. Uh, mm-hmm. But he is a god of repeating patterns because, you know, he, he wants us to know him. Yeah. So, Jody, I'm just real curious about uh, what the King James says the for the word peals of thunder. Is there a different word that you have there? Let's see. Uh,
2: this that's verse three, correct? Yes. It says, he cried with a loud voice as when a lion roareth, and when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices.
0: Oh, okay. So yeah. completely omits the right. word peels. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. okay. So i got nothing it, more to add to yeah, that. Yeah, because it <laughs>
2: says, when he cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. So the, the seven thunders were separate from him. So, again, my military brain goes – he the roar set apart, set them into action. And yeah. and when he said um, roared like a lion in my brain, he was giving a command with the authority of Christ, like the lion. So that's how
0: <laughs> my brain works. <Yeah>. <laughs> well, he, well, he's been dispatched. He does have the authority of Christ, I, I right. would say right. here. So verse four, when the seven peals of thunder had spoken, I was about to write and I heard a voice from heaven saying, seal up the things which the seven peals of thunder have spoken and do not write them.
2: Please, please God tell us, please.
0: Uh, There's, I, I've done several. I've done several studies with different, uh, you know, people that I respect and watch their videos on this and, and listen. Nobody has the answer to this right. that I found. Nobody. God says, "Look, it's spoken, but you're not to know it right now."
2: Right. And that's. I'll bet it's good. I'll bet it's awesome for us, not good for the devil. No. Not <laughs> He says his ways are way above ours and his thoughts are way above ours. We only know in part. We see in part, you know, and uh, we have to remember that he is God. And like he spoke to me and Kai had made that beautiful lion of Judah with the words I am and and all that he had spoken to me in it. Um, He said, we need to remember his sovereignty. And we've lost that. We forget how grand and how awesome he is and how sovereign he is there is so much we have no clue about and uh and i i have no problem trusting him that that hidden text is good for us none at all i think it's not hidden from us on purpose i think it's hidden from the enemy
0: that's right because the enemy sees this book as well
2: right he knows it he knows it well
0: he knows it really well <laughs> All right, so I'm going to do the next two verses together because they really seem to go hand in hand. Then the angel whom I saw standing on the sea and on the land raised his right hand to heaven. And he swore by him who lives forever and ever, who created heaven and the things in it, and the earth and the things in it, and the sea and the things in it. And there will be and will no longer be a delay.
1: Exciting. Yeah. This is a scary decree. Um, Mm -hmm. If you go back to uh, Old Testament, and I don't know, you know, it's throughout several books, I think, but you've got where um, the Lord is addressing through the different prophets uh, the heart of Israel and their grumblings, their complainings. Mm. You know what were some of the things they were complaining about? You know they they were waiting for the Messiah. They were waiting for the Lord to deliver them, and uh, you know so ultimately they're waiting for that deliverance. And you know some of the, I'll paraphrase some of it, but in short, you know they say things like, you know, how long, O oh Lord, is it going to take? And you know, when will you come? When will you save us? Um, you know, and then then there's times where they're saying, you know, he's tarried so long; he's never going to come. Right. You know, they come mm-hmm. to that point where it's like they don't believe that he's going to come for them, and so you know that wording is very specific to you know it's like it's like the delay is over. You know, enough. There will be no more delay. And it implies that, you know, that there's not even going to be a short period of time. You know, it's like, that's it. I'm coming. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm opening up the door. I'm taking a step out. Here I come. Get ready. You know, (laughs) and I don't even think they have time to prepare, you know, because Mm -hmm. they've spent so much time complaining and figuring he's never going to come that they've forgotten to remain prepared or to be waiting. For his coming.
2: Five brides with no oil. <laughs> yeah. But we're gone from, you know, from here. But but you're absolutely right. This is uh, exciting to me because he swears an oath and it t- lets us know that as the description at the beginning, it's not Jesus because he's swearing an oath to Jesus mm-hmm. here who was and is and is to come, who was the creator with God of all things. And, and uh, it reminds us here who God is in, in simple terms, the creator of all things, you know? And, uh, and so I think we need to understand how important our commitments are when we, when we give an oath. Basically uh, I talked about this with, on the show with Good Dog yesterday when we were taping, you know, God, he, he gives covenants, he gives laws, you know, everything is written, everything is commitment, you know, back in the old days when I was young, <laughs> the very old days, when uh, you shook hands with somebody, it meant something. Mm -hmm. You know, it was your word. It was a bond. Nowadays, you could shake hands with somebody, and the minute you walk away, they're stabbing a back at you, throwing a knife, doing something. You know, you can't, it's not the same. So honor is gone. But with God, this oath means everything. And our commitment to him, when we say, uh, you know, I'm committed to you, God. I swear an oath that I will serve you all the days of my life. It means something to him. So this is important to see. So we know it's not, he, the angel's not Jesus. He's an authoritative angel. But yeah. he himself is swearing to, to the Lord, which is beautiful.
0: And you know what? And you're so right, Jody, that the honor is gone and, you know, people are backstabbing and the spirit of mammon is extremely strong mm-hmm. right now in the earth. Uh, but yet, you know, I'll tell you something. My handshake is my bond. Yeah, mine too. It, It really is. Now, if I have a change of heart because some circumstances change or whatever, I will always go to someone. Um, I can't even think of an instance when that's happened. But, Mm -hmm. you know, and I I would contend that our entire audience is that way as well.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I think that the imagery is put there to specifically bring out that his words are true. Mm. Um, You know, we look at what scripture says about false prophets or those who, you know, tell about things that are going to happen or speak um, a message from the Lord, and it's not really the Lord's message. Um, You know, there's judgment, and, you know, there's warning on those things. So here, this angel, you know, that's um, I believe his proclamation that what he's speaking is true and it's straight from the Lord. And, you know, he's giving this message in the Lord's name. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And there is no delay any longer. And what's he talking about? Well, it's answered in verse seven, but in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he is about to sound, we're talking about the seventh trumpet, then the mystery of God is finished as he announced to his servants and his prophets.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What is the mystery of God?
1: Yeah, I believe that's the, rev- the full revelation of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, where everybody on earth knows yeah. he is Lord. And of course, the people on earth uh who are remain did not know the lord uh prior and have turned their backs on the lord and Mm -hmm. every knee shall bow Mm -hmm. i think this is the time and and by the way so when the seventh trumpet sounds and i can't prove this but there's some pretty strong theories um there's another 30 days on earth to execute what happens Mm -hmm. and basically that's it like 30 days, kingdom of heaven, bang, is here, you know. Right. But what's important here, and and I just thought of this, so this is, you know, I'm not going to stand by this at all, but why is Jesus sending an angel to do this in the first place? And here's my simple thought. It's because we're at the banquet. (laughs)
1: Right? Well, when you look at the the groom stuff, um, I can best explain it through a couple stories here first you have um the old picture of uh in genesis where uh abraham sends his servant out to find a wife for his son isaac and you know he's he sends that servant out to search for her you know where does he find uh rebecca he finds her at a well Um, And then it says, you know, she's brought to him. Um, You know, we had friends that, you know, their marriage story has been absolutely amazing. And I think it ties in with these end times with the return of Christ. Um, They were in Uganda, both of them, you know, in their late 40s, never been married. Mm -hmm. Um, Both of them were working with different tribes that were warring there in Uganda. They had about um, five different villages with warring tribes. And, um, you know, our, our missionary friends, the one, he was a medical person and kind of helped more with first aid medical things. And then, you know, planting, gardening, some of those things with crops. The other one, she was a veterinarian. So, you know, they were given very high status because in that country, like anything with animals is, um, um, you know, highly regarded, um, you know, it's it's their livelihood, their their source of survival. And so when he wanted to marry her, you know, the chief put um, the chief uh, daughter's bride price on her. And it, it was a mass number. It was like 200 cows or something like that, which in their country, like, you know, maybe 10 cows is a whole year's wage. So, you know, he had to you know get the churches involved and get people to help raise this many cows and you know get them to the country and then you know when he went to go get her that day the chief had to inspect every single cow and make sure that it was proper and, and appropriate. and then you know once he did then the order was given and all he had 500 warriors with him that came from the other country or the other tribe And, you know, they were describing this story. It's like these, you know, very tall Ugandan warriors and they're all jumping and we're watching this video like they have spears, they are jumping, they are hooting, they are hollering. I mean, and somewhere in this mass of 500 people is the groom. And as soon as the order is given, they start going to all the huts and literally are pulling the women out looking for the white woman. And, you know, Val says when she got in that middle, you know, it's like she's just in the middle of all these guys jumping and hollering with their spears and and she knows, you know, Waffle was somewhere in there. But I think of that imagery that, you know, it's like you've got this power, this might, these, you know, that concept of the, the Lord, you know, is preparing a people for his for his kingdom, the kingdom of his son. And we're part of that. And, you know, he's going to be, he's coming for us. There is no delay. Like, you know, once the price is settled and, you know, everything on that end, it already has been paid for. He already has purchased us. And do you think he's not going to come for his bride? You know, that was the main message that Waffle gave. He said, after all of that, he goes, do you think I wouldn't have showed up? And so, right. it's like, you trouble. know, it's like you got to go all the way back to the intimacy of God with his people, you know, that he established this kingdom. He wanted to be in that intimate relationship with Israel. And from the beginning, you know, they whined and complained, well, all the other nations have a king. We want a king, too. But it's not OK with us that you're in heaven and we're here. We want a king here. You know, so what did the Lord do? He gave them a king. Then they complained about the kings, you know, and the whole time they missed the point that the Lord wanted them to reign with him. Right. And they've rejected him all along. And now there's no more rejecting. It's like now my son is coming to rule the kingdom and those who are his bride will rule with him.
2: Yeah. We'll sit with him in his throne.
1: That's right. Yeah. Exciting.
0: So. so powerful. You're right. After all this, you think he's not going to show up? Like, yeah. you know?
1: Like he paid but, the ultimate price with his blood. I yeah. mean, there is no way he's not coming back.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and listen, the, the beating he took on Earth, and wow. and everything that, he, and listen, even knowing what he was facing when he's in the Garden. And, you know, the sweating blood and then going through the physical torture and the pain of a crucifixion. But then going down to Hades,
2: mm.
0: like, you know, it gets worse, right? You know, and okay. uh, and spending three days down there, not my ideal vacation, right. you know. Uh, but then he rises up and, yeah, he, he did not do that because it was just, uh, you know, he thought it was the right thing at the time, you know, (laughs) like, you know, this was a plan. He is the alpha and the omega, the beginning, the end, he knows all things. And, you know, we can't comprehend that uh, obviously, but in a twinkling of an eye, we're going to understand everything.
2: Everything. Yeah. And think about the love and trust he had for the father to raise him up. He gave it all. He was human like people forget this he felt everything we feel everything from rejection to being uh you know misquoted mis uh, attacked threatened you know but the he knew even though his flesh was sweating blood he knew that he had to be obedient to the father and yes. had he not where would we be today where would he was we deeper be deeper
1: than that Jody yeah. too i love that you bring that point of trust out because mm-hmm at the end of that, you know, what does he say? He says, father, why have you forsaken me? And then he experiences the full wrath of the father and having to trust through that, that, you know, I mean, we don't, we will never fully comprehend the fullness of God's wrath against sin. And, um, but Jesus does, he knows what it is for the father's face to turn away and, and, you know, for there to be no more mercy, no more grace to not to be outside of or away from God's presence, you know, that intimacy. And yet he had to trust through that, that he was not forsaken, that that the Lord would draw him back and He and the father, you know, were one and that nothing could separate that oneness or that love that, you know, is at the base of all of that.
2: And I think he's giving us a really good example of how we need to warrior up because he had to walk through something for the father to accomplish what the father desired for humanity. And he was willing to do it. Now, he said in the garden, if it's possible to do this another way, remove this cup, you know, if, it, if it's able, if I'm able to do it right here, right now, let's do this. <laughs> Is there another way, God? You know, and a lot of times we do that. We are always looking for a way of escape, something's easier, something that's not so intense against our flesh. Mm -hmm. And yet when we move, so we have to understand when we're going through those emotions and feelings, it's okay, Jesus knows. But when we continue to walk in obedience, the Bible says to obey is better than sacrifice. And then we get to this place where we have to let our flesh be crucified. And it's a scary thing it hurts. It hurts. Some of the things we've all lived through hurt. But when we finally walk through it, this is where I get excited as a military brain. Not only do we give God all the glory and praise first and foremost, but we take what we just accomplished and do the same thing Jesus did. We take our weapons that we just learned how to be victorious and we turn it against hell. And we go and we say, no longer will you do this. Here And and what I will do is spread the wisdom I learned to others so they will not have to tolerate you in this one area. So whatever Satan has dragged us through the trees on, get on your feet and turn the weapon against them. Start praying for others, helping others continue to be obedient to God. And you're going to see victory, not just in your own life, but in the lives of other people. And that is when Ephesians 6.18 says, praying always in all prayer and uh, supplication persevering, watchful to the end, you know, that's when we're going to understand the victory. Yeah,
0: okay. you know, I love that you said that Jody. And I'll, I think I, I might've stated this on the air prior, but when, you know, it was around episode 20, when I had asked Jesse to become the co-host of this mm-hmm. show and really what was in my mind is exactly what you said. I, I saw Jesse as being a real catalyst uh, to using the knowledge and the the enemy's weapons back against him because, really, they were given to us in the first place. Yeah, exactly. They were just stolen. And and I think, Jesse, we've done a really good, good job of that. And and I will be really uh, forthright with the audience. I, I knew that Jesse would bring a bigger audience to the show, but the real driver was to get it the access to those weapons. Mm-hmm. And and look what we're doing now. You know, uh, we we've not only discovered those weapons, we've discussed the ley lines, and we're discussing how to, discussing how to decipher things. But now we're anointing with oil and chasing out those demonic generals that are mm-hmm. over quadrants and things like that. Like this is big stuff. Like mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it's big. Like okay, so think of the this angel that's standing here. The, the devil's got some of those guys on his team too, right? A third of heaven, you know, they can't all be small, and you know, we're literally because our prayers, we are that powerful. Being made in the image of God, we just don't we we just don't have the faith to believe it. But as our faith grows, and I believe it's growing exponentially right now, things are happening. Like mm-hmm. you know, listen that silly well, I'm, I'm not going to call it silly, but that miracle that I had last weekend, that was no small thing. It rained for three hours and my campsite didn't get wet or the ground (laughs) didn't get wet. Everything else got wet. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Come on. Like, you know, but I actually believed it when I said it. And, you know, I wish I had that faith in every single prayer. I don't, but working on it.
2: We're we're going to see more and more miracles like that, I think. And I think uh, everyone needs to understand that when someone like Jesse, who went through things as a child, and the lord visited her in person because you know why he loves her he loves the children he loves all of us right but he did it because he knew at this time she would stand up and point those weapons at the enemy and i know how much she can't stand hates the devil <laughs> i know it because she's had to look him in the face and he's he's a loser So, you know, and so you should be praying for uh, the people on the front line and and receiving from them and learning. Because, like I said, a wise man not only learns from his own mistakes, he learns from the mistakes of others. But a wise man also learns from the victories of others. You know, oh, this is how she did it. This is how. And it's the people like Jess, the children that are coming out now. There are a mass exiting that's going to be happening with the, with the saving of these children. And they, in my opinion, are the children of Acts and Joel that are going to, oh my gosh, I have goosebumps, that are going to be prophesying, that are going to not be afraid to look the enemy in the face. See, most society don't realize that we were made a little lower than Elohim, not the angels. We were given the authority. We have authority over the angels. Satan tried to confuse us. Because he wanted to be the one in authority. He wanted to be like the Most High. Well, we are like the Most High. He made us, he mm-hmm. got us that position. So we need to start acting like the warriors that God called us to be, because he is. Right. So when, when we take this authority mm-hmm. and we turn it on the enemy, these children that are coming out like Jess are not going to fear Satan. It's like it's the enemy you don't see that's more afraid, that you're more afraid of than the one you can see. So, these kids like Jesse who have seen him and, and dealt with him, they're going to be like, you know. And it says in Revelation, they're going to look at him and they're going to say, That's the one who bothered the nations. What? <laughs> so, you know, so we, we need to get it and we need to realize that, th- th- you know, we, it's okay to say, like Jesus said, if th- this cup can be removed from me, then remove it. But if not, all right, give me the grace to go through this. I'm going to trust you to the end. And and like Jesse was saying, the heart that he had and the love that he had for God to go through it knowing, you know, that God was going to take him out on the other side after all that wrath was poured upon him for us. I mean, and then in the scripture, he says, I want you to, you know, wait for the comforter because I want you to see that I am in the father and, you know, the father's in me and then I'm in you and you're in me there's no separating us when you get it there's no. so when you're when you're right in the with the lord and you're saved and you're you've repented of your sin and asked him to be your savior satan sees you as god <laughs> he sees jesus he doesn't see you anymore because when you've submitted your flesh over and your tongue and everything else he sees jesus what kind of authority i mean think about the authority we have to to say, no rain's going to touch my ground. I know the Lord stopped a a rainstorm in California for me when my windshield wipers broke. I said, I can't see. I was trying to put my head out the window on a major highway in California, um, which is always a crazy place to drive. The, the rain stopped and I, I, cause I said, can you please stop it till I get there? I was going to a VA hospital and, um, I pulled in the driveway, opened the door, shut the door and it began to pour and I laughed. I said you couldn't wait till I got in the building. <laughs> you didn't <laughs> ask. Yeah, I didn't ask, but it was I mean Lord has <clears throat> sense of humor. But yeah, we're going we're getting to that place. We are getting to that place.
0: But hey, Jesse, you know, I, it, I know this you is, know. is really building people's faith. I can feel it. And one of the things is, you know, when you talk about Jesse had this experience where the Lord literally met her in the pit mm-hmm. and and carried her you know, when I was saved, it, Jesus came and met me, uh, not in the way that he did with Jesse, but that, But Jesus will do this for anybody. For anybody. It this depends where you are. And, and I couldn't help but thinking we had a guest on about two weeks ago, Madison, and Madison was trafficked. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, during these horrific things that were being done to her physically, she literally said that Jesus came and it's like she... She was there, but she didn't feel anything. Right. You know, uh, Jesus came and met her and got her through it. And, you know, when we think of these tunnels, and by the way, the explosions in the uh, Ohio area and that, wow. and right up to like last night in Niagara Falls here in Canada, uh, man, you should hear the explosions boom, wow. boom, 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 wow. the ground shaking. Like, this is this is happening folks Taking them out. Um, you know <laughs> think about DC's closed can't yeah can't uh, overstate that in, a, in catching I don't want to get into the news I want to get back to the revelation but catching money <laughs> works uh the amount of flights going down to uh Cuba area to what he calls the spa <laughs> pretty astounding right now yeah
2: all
0: yeah. right let's get, yeah. let's get back to it I'm gonna go into verse 8. Then the voice, which I heard from heaven, I heard a game speaking with me and saying, go, take the scroll, which is open in the hand of the angel who stands on the sea and on the land. That's a third time mentions that, by the way.
1: Yeah.
0: And I went to the angel telling him to give me the little scroll. See, he told the angel, this is a little John, right? John, really? your size, my size, Right. Tell him this big angel standing on the land in the sea, hey, give me that scroll.
1: (laughs) I I don't think he quite said it like that. (laughs) Maybe I mean he was, you know,
2: probably said please
1: one of the sons of thunder, right? But they called him one of the sons of thunder. So maybe he was a little more greedy and aggressive, you know. I, I take him as you know, one of those guys who's kind of got gritted old fisherman type you know but well that's I,
0: true I, I but know, and also I mean, in, the, in the vernacular from a couple thousand years ago it probably was like dude you know <laughs> <laughs> no
2: i think that All was right. the 80s i
0: think I'll, I'll, i'm gonna be quiet and let the ladies speak <laughs> yep. so he
1: takes that scroll Uh, yeah go on jeff <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dude, give me the scroll.
1: <laughs> Fishermen don't talk that way, Jeff.
0: Right. <laughs> okay, then I would have to pull up, pull the fee thing. Eyes to bodies, to to build Come on, give oh, me this scroll.
1: Got those, you know, those gutturals that the Hebrews do.
0: So it probably would have been like huck. <laughs> <You know>?
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why it sounds like thunder.
0: <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, Jesus loved John. We're gonna love John too.
2: Yeah.
1: He was the sweetest.
0: Yeah, remember
1: that he was rough around the edges, but he was the one who laid his head on Jesus's
2: chest. Yeah, it's okay to be rough around the edges.
0: (laughs) Thank goodness for that.
2: Yeah, but I I, can I interject there too, Jess, because you got my mind going as you started to talk. Um, The Lord always tells us. To speak so in Ezekiel you know he's telling him can these bones live and he's and he says prophesy to it and here he does the same thing he could have told the angel to give it to John he's he's teaching us our authority you know in in sitting with him in his throne even in this situation with John and the angel he's like mm-hmm. tell him tell the angel to give you the the little tiny scroll <laughs> you know so, so it's very interesting that you know it's even the Lord is even doing that in heaven. He's teaching us how to be like Him, how to speak, in a yeah, the
1: commanding the authority, right? You know that when you know the Lord's will,
2: right?
1: It's out of that will of God that you speak and you command.
2: Amen. Yeah.
1: yeah. Exciting.
0: Amen. Well. All right. So let me uh, continue. Mm-hmm. And I went to the angel, telling him to give me the little scroll. And he said to me, take it and eat it. And it will make your stomach bitter, but your mouth, it will be as sweet as honey.
1: I mean, at first, initially, when you're seeing this scene play out, I mean, you just see this massive guy and John's like, give me the scroll. And he's like, take it and eat it you know <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of like that i mean i know it's the angel's not telling him to shove it but <laughs> it's like you know but um you know it's just interesting it's like why does the lord have him eat these words and yeah. you know at first they're sweet but then you know they're bitter and sour and you know, when people get sour stomachs, think about that, that there's a cost, a price, you feel sick, it's uncomfortable. Um, You know, you're, you're bearing some through something. Mm -hmm. Um, So John, you know, the cost of this revelation, John had to bear something with this revelation.
2: And for me, what I, see, what I saw here was a duplication of the words that Jesus said to the disciples, take and eat of it. And, yeah. um, and so I saw the scroll as um, a representation of his sacrifice for us. So he takes and he eats of it. For the sweet in the mouth, it's for those of us who love the Lord and, and have take, are taken of him. For the bitter in the stomach, I think it had to do with the wrath that that also comes along with that sacrifice. Because we we remember reading in the beginning of Revelation where it said they hid their face, they were hid themselves to hide from the face of God and the wrath of the Lord. So in within Christ is, and Jesse can attest to this, the beauty and the glory and the love and and the sweet, sweet honey on our lips, and the wrath, which we have not seen. We are going to be seeing, you know, things like we'll be watching from heaven going, thank you for avenging us. We loved our robes, but we are happy right now. <laughs> I'm glad
1: you brought that out, Jody, because, you know, I always see that in this passage, too, mm-hmm. that it goes back to, you know, the, the fullness of God, which, you know, you go back in the Old Testament, there were three things that the Jews kept in the ark, right. which represented the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And one of those was the jar of manna, right. And, you know, most scholars will agree that 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 manna represented the bread of life that came down from heaven. And so, you know, what he's partaking in here, it's not a scroll or words because you got to remember everything that's happening revolves around judgment and the wrath of God. Mm -hmm. But it's not words unto death. Um, for those who are obedient to the Lord, you know, what is at the heart of this that, you know, he is the way, the truth, the life. Mm -hmm. And that's about to come, you know, into its fullness. And to know him um, in his fullness, it's mixed. It's, It's a road where, you know, there's that sweetness, but there's also that that bitterness, that suffering that goes with it. And you can't know Christ without also knowing and partaking in both that sweetness and that suffering. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I think the next two verses are going to prove both of you right. <laughs> because after he says, take it, need it, it'll be melted. So I took the little scroll From the angel's hand, and I guess thankfully it is little, because he did have to eat it. And and in my mouth, it was sweet as honey. And when I had eaten it, my stomach, it was made bitter. Mm -hmm. And they said to me, you must prophesy again concerning many peoples, nations, languages, and kings. So I think right here, it totally unlocks the answer for it, because... First of all, what's in the scroll, it's going to be the word of God mm-hmm. and the word of God tastes. It's sweeter than the honeycomb. Right. And I believe there's the uh, the passage about milk and honey and Job, was it? I think. Anyways, uh, don't have it written down, but it was, you know, there's previous references. So he has to take it and it tastes sweet because it is the word of God. But what's bitter is what he has to prophesy You know, and listen, he's prophesying the seventh trumpet here, you know, uh, coming up to him. whoa, whoa, whoa. And, you know, this one's a really big one because it's, you know, two chapters in between. Like, this is the the final one that's going to come down. And it just basically, you know, ends things. uh, Well, quite honestly, it's a, the seventh trumpet is is terrible as it is. I think, you know, having the finality, uh, you know, would probably be Better for some. Well, I, I, unless you go to hell, I guess that gets worse. So, strike that theory down. Never mind. Yeah. But um, you know, it's uh, it's not it's not nice, man. What's going on?
2: And yet, he tells him, "You know, thou must prophesy again before the many peoples, nations, and tongues and kings." And I think this is an example because when we see them in the prior scriptures, the masses of people that are worshiping and in heaven. All lives matter here. That is an, an abomination against God, if you don't believe that. And uh, and he's telling them, God is here. He's, he's saying, you're going to have to prophesy again. You're going to have to bring the truth of God's word to the nations and the people and the tongues and the kings again. And, uh, you know, and I think it's just, to me, it blows my mind that God just seems to never give up on trying to get truth out there. <laughs> You know, so we need to be have that same attitude,
0: yeah, absolutely. Well, listen to even sentence 144,000. He doesn't leave people, uh, and the two witnesses, which Are we're going to talk about well, shortly, but okay. uh, he, he doesn't leave the earth void of his word, no. his mercy is still here, even through these woes, you yeah. know.
2: Yeah,
0: all right, so <laughs> that's the chapter. Do you want to hear my end of days? numbers, predictions, and they're not mine. I'm, I'm actually, uh, I'm taking it from Stephen Anderson, our favorite pastor. I would not attend his church, but the guys teaching on this particular subject, I find phenomenal. Um, I <laughs> really do. Great
1: job breaking down the book of Revelations.
0: Uh, he does. And and listen, I've been watching a few other guys, but uh, uh, this one really resides closest to my heart. And his sermon on this is about an hour long, and I'm going to take the complexity out of it and just give you the real simple stuff. Just to, And and you don't have to agree. And by the way, there's a download you can do, which he has a chart, and he has all the scriptures to back up what he's claiming here. Um, and the website to get that is uh, kjbprophecy.com. King James Bible kjb prophecy.com and you can download the chart and examine the scriptures and you know check it out for yourself. so it's worth worth doing. so but before I break this down, I need to ask forgiveness.
1: <laughs> Jody and I are like, hmm, yeah,
0: okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, what's he going to do next? <laughs> okay,
2: no, <Jeff.
0: laughs> I'm going to break my rule because I don't like to advertise on Sunday. It but does. it's Father's Day and we have a special coupon. So I'm just going to do real, real quick. Okay, real quick. Happy Father's Day, our Creating Wealth course is 50% off. This is the cheapest you're going to get it. Uh, use the coupon code FATHER at checkout. Okay, and now I'm going to hide that, okay? Now we forgive you. <laughs> All right. I had to do it because it's Father's Day, and we got a coupon, and I don't want our audience to miss out. So I hopefully that wasn't too painful, and I don't like to sell during a revelation or a Bible study, but <laughs> I did it, and I... Ask for forgiveness once more. But I'm asking you to purchase at the same time.
1: <laughs> yeah, just stay with the forgiveness, Jeff.
0: <laughs> Listen, if, if, audience, if you haven't figured it out, I really do need your prayers. <laughs> That's
2: why we love you, because we all, do. We all need prayer.
0: <laughs> I really do.
1: Yeah, there's special opportunities, and I think it's appropriate to bring those out if there's yeah. a special opportunity. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and it wasn't a big diatribe, but thank you, Jesse. I appreciate it. Um, all right. So here's how the days work. I think most people agree that there's a seven year period Daniel's 70th week, right? Which is a seven year period. Just about everybody agrees on that. And by the way, I, I think the end, there's a little punchline I'm going to throw in that I found personally kind of shocking and really cool at the same time. So you have to understand we have our calendar, which has 30 days has 31 days has 28 days in February, right? Well, that's not the biblical calendar. The biblical calendar each month was 30 days and then after six years, they would add a month to keep up with the cycles. Because otherwise, you know, you'd be having like winter celebrations and stuff in the middle of July. It just wouldn't work, right? So they had all these things. So you have to understand that. Now, when you break down the seven years, and listen, people have different terminology. Uh, the first half, um, the, you know, you could call the tribulation, which I do. Um, some people call the second half the Great Tribulation, okay? Um, it doesn't really matter. Uh, and Some people call the whole thing the Great Tribulation. I don't know where this ends up, but uh, in fact, I could say, you know, the, the Tribulation, and then I break it to down to Great Tribulation being a really short period in the middle, and then the judgment of God or the wrath of God. Was what? That's how I define it. You can define it your way. It doesn't matter. It's not going to change how history unfolds. So, the first three and a half years of the tribulation. This is when the seals are being opened. Okay, we're here. Remember, there's famine. There's wars. There's you know all these things. But they come out of the heart of man. This isn't God's judgment. It's Things that are happening, like right now, you know, they're preparing for famine, believe it or not. Um, You know, there's going to be diseases and cures that might be the disease and things like that. But, you know, we're starting to see preemptive strikes on all these accounts right now, which, again, leads to the end time philosophy. But the first three and a half years is 1260 days. Now. Here's the thing. We know how long this is. God has given us precise measurements. No one knows the day the tribulation starts. Okay. So, as accurate as these numbers are, no one's going to say, oh, it's going to be in September then. Okay. Good. (laughs) Right. However, you are going to know the date at some point in time. And this is what's shocking. So, the first half, is 1260 days. By the way, this is uh, Daniel 9 through 12. You can find these, okay? It gives out these three sets of numbers. Compare them with Matthew 24. They line up perfectly. Of course, Matthew 24 lines up perfectly with the book of Revelation as well. Okay. The second half is 1290 days. Hmm. Now, remember... They had because now when we're getting into six years, you got to add a month, there's another 30 days. Okay, so there's 1260 days at the beginning. The wrath of God part, um, well, is going to be less than 290 days, but it's in the 290 day period. And then when you go to Daniel 12, there's another number given out. 1,335. Now, that's longer than 1,290, so it can't be that period. And listen, look at the chart, and, and actually listen to Steven Anderson uh, do this. It's it's worthwhile. It's he, he By his own admission, it's probably the most complex sermon he's ever given on this, so mm-hmm. I, I just want to give you the highlights of it. If the 1,335 days, as he believes, and pretty convincing argument, starts at the same time as the 1260 days, what happens is, at the 1260 day mark, that's the abomination of desolation. That's the sun going dark, the moon going red. Okay? From that point, there's 75 days. So, Abomination of desolation, the end of the first half of the tribulation, whatever way you want to term that, now there's 75 days. So when we see the abomination of desolation, basically you can count 75 days we're getting raptured. <laughs> but, this is, but this is the time because it's before the first trumpet judgment. Okay? Mm. But this is the time when the devil... Has the ultimate authority on earth. This is when you cannot buy or sell. You're getting the tattoo or whatever it is in the back of your hand on your forehead. What you know, they're going around killing Christians who refuse to take it. Um, and God, you know, it says no one will know the day or the hour of the time. But when you're this close to the end, I think God gives us a pretty strong clue. Okay, so we need to survive. And by the way, we really need to survive the first three and a half years plus this 75 days. But this 75 days is going to be terrible to be a Christian. Mm -hmm. This is it. You know, the devil's hunting you down. He's sending his armies after you. Um, You won't be able to buy or sell. You won't be able to... Like, this is going to be a bad... we got to get through it. And a lot of us won't. Quite honestly, the Bible's quite clear about that. We're going to get... A lot of us are going to get slaughtered. But to die for the Lord... There's a reward. Don't turn down his name. So, what do you think of that?
1: Yeah, I have seen many who propose that same model and timeline. Um, I think in the end, you know, we won't know until, till it happens. But there's strong uh, evidence for that, and it does line up with scripture. So
0: it know. does.
2: And I miss part of it because my internet was going in and out. <laughs> but I always want to rem- remind everyone, there is a scripture that says that we where the wrath of God is not for his people. It so really we may we may go through some hard there's people in other countries being beheaded now because they're Christians, it's already happening. You know, um, so, you know, we just have to remember, that I see a lot of people will hear things like that and want to give up on their faith and give up on Christianity and feel weak. That's not the time to feel weak. This is the time we stand strong. Jeff, you're being beamed up. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> you're very pixelated.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm having fun trying to figure out this software. CGI. <laughs> I did it, it. I had it working really good yesterday when I was testing. I honestly did. There, I we're almost back to normal. All right. Never mind the technical stuff. <laughs> we should have stuck to audio, Jesse. <laughs> no, I think
1: this was good.
0: Hey, listen. Thank you, everyone. I want to wish all the fathers a a happy Father's Day, on behalf of the show, uh, and you know, just, uh, we want to thank you, even the ladies for showing up here today as well. We know your time is precious. Uh, we know, uh, by the way, some people who are in church or they come home from church, they watch this. And we thank you for your time as well. And then, you know, please do hit that like button. Uh, many of you are subscribed, of course, but please do hit that like button. Every one of you, it really helps. For the first time, like in, ever, YouTube actually started promoting our videos. Um, and then, you know, then they stopped a little bit. I want to get them back to that. So, you know, do please hit that like button. Any final comments? No,
2: uh,
1: We'll say happy Father's Day. For happy all the
0: Father's,
2: Father's Day.
0: Day. Yeah. <laughs> Amen.
2: Lots of love to all.
0: Well, remember, love your God, love your family, including your father, love your neighbor, and make a difference. Right on radio. Right on radio.